Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. All right, let's play a little game to start this week's episode of Rampage Ups and Downs. When I say Ram, you say Page. Are you ready? Ram. Ram. Do not forget, no matter where you're sitting, in your kitchen, in your lounge, in your house, you have just shouted, Page! Page! Over and over again. Everybody else just thinks you really like books. Otherwise, though, hello, my name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And it is time to take the finger of power and go through the latest show in AEW's life known as Rampage and find out, is it any good or does it suck? Because obviously, only I can have opinions on such matter. Let's up those downs. It's all right, listen, look, I like Rampage, I really do. I think it's a terrific 60 minutes of wrestling and it just breezes by to the point you get to the end of it and you're like, oh yeah, sports entertainment's all right. And I understand why we were doing Cole Carter versus Darby Allen too, because of course a few weeks ago, Carter had dressed up as Sting. You don't do that, it's basically offensive. Rampage did a great job in reminding you of all this too, because we had the commentators and we had a video package. But here's the thing, that did happen so long ago that when I found out we were paying off right now, I was just a bit like, well, I don't know if I want to see that at the moment. I mean, look what happened to my body. I turned into some kind of hunchback. One of the best things about Dynamite is that they always give you a Dynamite match to start the thing. So when you don't do it with Rampage, you kind of just go shrug emoji. I don't know why I felt this way this week, but we have to be honest and we have to be transparent. This is getting it down. However, match itself was very fun. Give it up. Sting also did a Grandpa Simpson here because he came to the ring with Darby Allen when he just turned around and he left. And of course, Cole has a lot of friends, one of who was Nick Comorato, my hairy pal, but he just got beaten up with the baseball bat. It was at this juncture, I was like, wait, he ain't that hairy anymore. I think he shaved his body hair. Then I had a crisis because I was like, why did I notice that? That's weird. Alan also hit this wonderful plancher to get things going, but this was hilarious because it got back in the ring. The bell went ding, ding, ding when they started to fight on the outside of the ring again. This car is clearly insane though because he grabbed Darby Allen and he powerbombed him into the ring apron. Wait a minute, the ring apron. I'm pretty sure there's something about the ring. Hang on.
Skull also hurled Darby into the turnbuckles and Simba the still steps. And I kind of just wanted to go, Darby, seriously, man, it's just a random rampage match. We don't need to do this. Maybe you want to dial it back just a little bit. As usual, Alan was able to fight back with the code red, but that never gets more than a two. So Cold Carter did kick out when he grabbed Darby Allen and he gave him the Falcon Arrow Avalanche. Top rope, Falcon Arrow. I screwed that up. That is the second time we have seen that on AEW TV this week. And every single occasion, it is just terrifying. It's such a scary move. Carter then missed a 450 splash, which somehow was the most damaging thing in the entire match because he was just dead. And if I had two dimes for every time somebody missed a 450, I'm going to get fired again. But look, here's the point. Eventually, Darby Allen hit the Scorpion Death Drop. He hit the Coffin Drop. He got the one, two, three. Of course, he was going to win here, especially because it ties into later. But as I've already said, it was a good match. Bravo to them, giving it up. And then I got confused again. I mean, I know I'm stupid, but still. But ever since Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland finally fallen out, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen after this because I really like Keith Lee. Swerve Strickland as a heel is brilliant. AEW has some money here. But when Lee was about to do an interview, Ring of Honor's Shane Taylor walked in and I don't think we have ever seen him on AEW TV. So if you were just an All Elite Wrestling fan, fair enough, you're going to be like, well, who's that guy? And he is really good and he's a stalwart of Ring of Honor, but he has had no build-up at all, just here. You also set up a tag team match for the Ring of Honor Final Battle pay-per-view, where it's going to be JD Griffey and Taylor taking on Keith Lee and a partner. When Swerve walked in, and Keith was like, "Can I really trust you?" And like, "No, you can't. You can't. I cannot. No, don't do it." But I think really I was upset here because I just wanted Swerve versus Keith Lee. And now I have to wait a little bit more, even though there's no point in waiting. And look, you may feel completely differently. Who the hell cares? There's loads of wrestling on TV. It doesn't matter. But personally, I've got to give it a down. We then got reminded that Preston Vance went full on heel last week. And I'm excited to see where that story goes. When the acclaim was in the ring, my heart was happy. Now, there does seem to be some miscommunication, because I swear on Dynamite, they said they were going to take on the second best team in the tag team division on Friday night. But instead, we got here and they just did a little bit of talking, which is fine. Everybody loves the acclaim. They did start by running down Jeff Jarrett and they teased that maybe they have a match against Jarrett and Jay Lethal. When the gun club walked out, and they were like, no, we're not fighting you. We want to take on the best of the best when FDR's music started to play and everybody went crazy. It also got made official for Dynamite that we're going to do FTR versus the acclaimed. And you have to imagine some shenanigans are going to happen here because, of course, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal and the Gun Club are just going to be watching on. So I don't know whether we get to that Ring of Honor pay-per-view and we do a four-way, but something is brewing here. But once again, we do have to wait and see. But if the idea of a wrestling show is to make you want to see the next wrestling show, FTR versus the acclaimed, plug me in, baby. We were then told that Sheeda and the Bunny will be fighting for the Regina DeWave title next week. And once again, I was so damn baffled. AEW probably has too many championships as it is. And I'll just hold my hands up and be completely honest with you. I've never heard of that belt. Now that may be on me, but we can't keep adding things. But we're going to do it anyway. And look, I'm sure it will be a good match. Given the Jarrett and Lethal already sniffing around as well, we did have a tag team match with those guys. Because it was this pair taking on Private Party. I always like seeing Private Party on my screen. They're good. Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh and Matt Hardy kept arguing with each other until the referee turned into a parent. It was just like, honestly, guys, you've got to get to the back because you're just driving me crazy. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Which is when Lethal grabbed Isaiah Cassidy. He just threw him into Barry Barricade. And that poor guy got beaten up a lot. Of course, that meant Mark Quen could get in the ring and do the hot tag, which he did very well. He hit a bunch of drop kicks and he hit a bunch of dives. When Private Party hit the silly string. Someone's like, well, that's it. Pin him one, two, three. But they didn't. Instead, they went for the 450, which they completely missed. The one that I say a few seconds ago. And that's when Jeff Jarrett held them in place. Lethal hit the lethal injection. And those two guys print Private Party for the one, two, three. This is what my face did. Because while I did enjoy this, I don't really understand the point of Double P losing, especially to a team with Jeff Jarrett on it. Now, actually, Double J has been entertaining me immensely over the last few weeks. He does have something to him, but there's no point him getting victories these days, especially when you could have given Cassidy and Quinn the rub. But look, I enjoyed what I saw. Just absolutely baffled as to where this is going. It's a positive show. Give it up. We then had that sit-down interview between Rene Paquette and Soraya, and basically Soraya said, I want to go after the AEW Women's Championship, which she probably did do when Britt Baker wins it back, and then she can reap bit for that, and that feud can continue. This wasn't as big of a deal as I've been led to believe, but it was fine. I tell you what I really do like, though, and it's mostly been taking place on Rampage as well as AEW Dark. Everything with Athena. Because basically all that happens now is that she gets put against people we may not have heard of and she absolutely kills them. So here it was versus Danny Moe and in about 90 seconds, this poor Danny had been absolutely murked and Athena hit that new finisher where she kind of puts them on their shoulders, throws them into the air and then smashes them so hard into the face they're likely dead. One, two, three. She was also yelling at the referee throughout all of this and continued to beat up Moe afterwards to the point all the other officials had to come down. And she was so crazy wazy here, she almost took out Aubrey Edwards again. So quite clearly this is leading to her taking on Mercedes Martinez at final battle. And she should become the Ring of Honor's Women's Champion. Now we're not going to be able to keep her heel for long. Because she's such a badass here, she's basically like Goldberg. But I'm enjoying the shib out of it. 
Getting it up. Juice Robinson! What's the here? <laughs> what is going on? However, I do like Juice a lot, and he challenged Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor TV title at Final Battle. They will have a terrific match, and I would try and figure Robinson in on Dynamite as much as you possibly can, because if you've seen his New Japan work, he rocks. And then Mark Henry and the best friends won the night. Why? Because they were about to have their lumberjack match when the best friends revealed they had axes because they're lumberjacks. And Mark Henry was like, you can't, you can't take those axes to the ring, which they still tried to do. And the referees took them away. Goofy wrestling for life. Before we did get to this match too, however, we were backstage with Darby Allen, who was talking himself into a mirror, which is perfectly normal. When he said, here's what I want to do. I want Wardlow banned from ringside. I will ban Sting from ringside. Because Samoa Joe on Dynamite, I want to challenge you for the TNT title. Now, Rampage really is just becoming the stove where stuff just happens. But look, when I sit down and think about it, do I want to see Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen? Yeah. I mean, you think you've seen Darby Allen ragdoll before? You haven't seen Shib. And then it was time for Orange Cassidy versus QT Martial for the All-Landing Championship in a lumberjack match. And I tell you this, it was just the definition of fun. I had a good time. Of course, early on, the plan for both guys was to try and throw the other one to the outside of the floor so the lumberjacks would attack. But sometimes, sometimes they just didn't bother. So at first I was like, what, are they tired or something? And all of a sudden it tied into the story. Because bravo to Matt Hardy and Ethan Page, who apparently are writing their own narrative and doing a great job down on AEW Dark. But all of a sudden, Ethan was getting mad at Matt, saying, why aren't you attacking? Orange Cassidy, when he is down there, Matt Hardy was like, because I'm a good guy, and basically, I don't like you. They then removed themselves from the situation, but it was just a nice little seed, and I'm very excited to see where this is going. The best friends in the factory then got into it when QT went to try and hit the Diamond Carter, but he wasn't able to, and Orange Cassidy wasn't able to hit the beach break, but he still hit one of his spinning DDT things, and then when he finally went for the Orange Punch, the factory saved their leader. You would. Dan Housen then tried to curse Marshall, so I was having the greatest time of my life because Dan Housen rocks. This is when everybody just lost their minds. We had a super duper brawl. Orange then decided this was the time to do a big dive onto everybody, so he did do that and he climbed to the top rope. When all of a sudden, Penelope Ford was here and I was like, man, the shenanigans in this thing. She distracted Orange, who then turned around because Kip Sabian was on the other side. He went, see you, pal. And he pushed him off right into a diamond cutter by QT, but it only got a two. I don't care who you are, that was good spotting. Cassidy basically did get up after this, hit the beach break and get the one, two, three. But straight away, he then dove on Kip Sabian. So I suppose that's our next feud. And I actually thought all of this was very well done. Now there is more we need to talk about, but we should stop here and give it an up because it's time for phase two. And after Cassidy and Kip had fought their way to the back, all the lumberjacks were still punching each other in the face when the lights went off and when they came back on, the House of Black was here. And I tell you, they just murdered everyone. They were still doing this when the show went off air and I was just like, oh, I'm so happy these three are back. And what we absolutely need to do is build it up so that they are contenders for the trio's championships. And at some point in 2023, they should probably win them. They just have something about them that makes you want to see them. And even though this went on for about 45 seconds, I am giving it an up. Rampage ended greatly. Which did, of course, bring us to the end of another Rampage, and a lot of strange stuff is happening on the lead-up to this final battle pay-per-view. But I can't say I care that much. I mean, in the moment I do, but I get over it very quickly. Otherwise, this was all fine. Up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Rampage. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Come make sure you follow us on social media at WWE. It's I'm in a 316, and 
check out SmackDown Ups and Downs. Otherwise, you don't complete the Triforce. My name is Simon from What Culture. Another week is dead, but a new one will rise from the ashes. And I'll see you then, also known as Monday. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.